0: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my Brother Ali. Fight
1: Diggy, Tribe Call Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles the Ghost. This is Ab Abso- This is K.O., and you
0: listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. This is the show
1: that you come up on, yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong.
0: What's going on? Welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. I'm your host, Martin Bauman. It's another edition of The Throwback Thursdays, so once again, I'm joined by the homie Chetto, Excited for what we got today.
2: Yeah, man. We started it off with the homie Shad interviewing the Classified and crew. And uh, today we're going to continue on with the homie Fife Dog of a tribe called Quest.
0: Wow. You remember this show? Yes, yes. Yeah. This was one of my favorite shows that I've been to in London, Ontario. Great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was at the APK, I believe. Yes,
2: it was. The original APK on when it was on Wellington, New York, in yeah. London, Ontario. And yeah, we released this interview in 2012. Uh, and um i didn't you know i had my questions ready to go but i did like i was excited like you don't know what you're gonna get with artists like um legends and big time artists who I see are like big artists right like you mm-hmm. don't know if they're gonna give you great answers or not how they're gonna vibe with you but uh definitely i was blown away with how humble fife dog was in this interview like even after we finished this interview mm-hmm. which he sat with me for like 10 minutes like in the same like couch and just chilling like just talking to me i'm like wow i'm not used to this feeling yeah. right here because usually artists do an interview all right peace man i'm out okay, yeah. i'm gone to the green room or whatever so um one of my f- most favorite interviews is with uh five dog of the tribe called quest so we sat over 20 uh minutes uh questions about jay dilla the tribe called quest uh, documentary his relationship with q-tip and so much more it really breaks down how q-tip thinks how he feels uh about everything the documentary as well too because it came out around that time in 2012, mm-hmm. and um, we released this on on video in like three to four parts. Yeah and uh some certain parts got more than others uh but yeah like some key answers like um you know Nazu was the the idea brought the idea for the trap called quest documentary mm-hmm. i don't know if a lot of people knew that or not like he was the one to say you guys should do a documentary and um, michael rapaport is that his yeah, name yeah michael rapaport he, yeah yeah he happened to be in there and he he took that idea, took that idea as well too but a great interview with five dog with trial called quest man i hope you guys enjoy this man
0: yeah let's take a listen
2: this is the come-up show where that feel-good music lives real recognized we here at the APK Live, London, Ontario. Right next to me, a member of the legendary Tribe Called Quest, a sports fanatic, which we're going to talk about some sports today. It uh, goes by the 5-footer. The 5-footer assassin, introduce yourself, sir. What's up,
1: man? 5 diggy Tribe Call Quest all day, every day. How y'all doing out there? All right. Yes, sir.
2: So uh, obviously you love your sports. Uh, You love the Knicks especially. You know who we're going to talk about next uh, is uh, Jeremy Lin. Uh, Undrafted. He was way from uh, Golden State and from Houston. Uh, Came out of Harvard. And people are saying, how did they miss this guy? Because he's the first uh, American-born
1: Asian in the NBA. Uh, What do you think of what he's doing right now? I think what he's doing is amazing. Um, It's funny because I live in the Bay Area now, so I knew about him while he was with the Warriors and always wondered why he didn't get the play. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But now that he's running with my squad, I couldn't be happier because we were in desperate need of a point guard. So Mm -hmm. I think with Amari coming back and with Carmelo coming back off of the injury this weekend, um, he'll be able to get them the ball in their sweet spots. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see already that the spacing is already really, really better, much better for the Knicks. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve Novak is hitting from deep, and Landry Fields is able to, shoot his J comfortably as well as take him off the dribble and so forth so mm-hmm. I'm just hoping with our All-Stars coming back that it'll be even better but um, we have to make sure that Jeremy Lin is running the show because he's the extension of the coach on the floor and so far so good. Yeah.
2: And a lot of uh, enthusiasm is uh, behind the Knicks now. I even read an article uh, yesterday that the stock price of the Madison <laughs> Square Garden, the, the company that owns them is going up and everything like that. It's crazy how one player can have this influence.
1: Right. Yeah, well, you know, they've won, what, seven games in a row now? So when you win in New York, it's it's a beautiful place. Media-wise, fan-wise, the fans really show their appreciation. But the thing that I like about the fans the most in New York, even when you're losing, the place is packed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been playing like Madison Square garbage for the past couple of years, <laughs> and the fans still come out and... Pack the place out, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. now that we're winning, I could imagine people will be on the roof for these next couple of games. So hopefully, we could continue to trend go into the playoffs and kick some butt and take names. Definitely. March Madness is right around the corner. Who do you got? Yeah, well, my favorite team is North Carolina, always. Every day, I have a room in my crib strictly devoted to everything Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's always my team. So I'm looking forward to them getting into the Final Four. The thing that I don't like about them is, like, the Yankees and the Cowboys, all those popular teams, they expect to win because it's part of tradition. My thing is, nah, you gotta go out there and earn it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times with the Tar Heels, they have a great team, because everybody came back this year. they tend to go that route sometimes, and they have to have that killer instinct because, you know, in college basketball, anything can happen. It's not like a seven-game series in the NBA or Major League Baseball. It's more like NFL, one and done. Mm-hmm. So um, they have to come out and be serious at all times. Yeah. A lot of times they don't have that killer instinct, and they need that. So yeah. I predict them to be in the Final Four. I'd like to see them in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, see, I see Missouri. That's my sleeper team. University of Missouri Tigers in the Final Four, and they look real good this year. Um, Syracuse, definitely. And the final team, I would say Ohio State, but they've been slipping of late. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Kentucky, okay. definitely. And I honestly think Kentucky's going to win it all. They're just so deep. But, again, it's college basketball, so University of Pennsylvania might win it. Who knows? Definitely. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, you're on tour right now, uh, tell
2: me about the tour man, like uh, you've been on tour, uh, when is it the last time
1: you've been on the road like this? Man? Well you know, it's yeah, just yeah. little spot dates yeah. here and there, here in yeah. Canada, um, we did Hamilton last night, London tonight, mm-hmm. Toronto tomorrow night, um, off on Saturday and then we do Montreal mm-hmm. and then I have a show in New York, Colorado, Chicago, so it's just little spot dates, but um, my new album's pretty much done, we're in the mixing stages right now, mm-hmm. it's called Cheryl's Big Son, Cheryl with a C. The Anomaly, you know what I mean? So that should be out soon. The first single is called Soul man It features a protege of mine by the name of Lil, that's spelled L-E-L. And we also call him Snackbot. He produced the track as well. And it also features Faith Evans. So, um, wow. yeah, so we'll be bringing that out in a second. So stay tuned for the new album real okay. soon. So, you know, we're just... Promoting slowly, but surely Mm -hmm. and that's why we're on the road right now doing little spot dates here and there Hopefully a tour will come soon after how
2: excited are you about this album because this is another solo album Uh, You know you as an MC coming out, five dog uh, people are gonna have high expectations because you're a great MC
1: How do you feel about it? I'm really excited about it. It's my first solo album in 12 years now, you know what I mean? went through my illness got over that, you know what I mean, I'm back in good shape, thank God, you know what I'm saying and um, I'm just ready to get rocking and rolling. I mean um, back back when I first got the transplant I wasn't really thinking about um, rapping anymore, I was gonna produce, unless it was a Tribe album, you know what I'm saying, but other than a Tribe album, I was just gonna produce mm-hmm. some new artists in the Bay Area I'm working with, as well as D.C. and New York, you know what I mean, so um, I was really concentrating on that, and then all of a sudden, I just caught the bug again while doing production, you know what I mean? So, um, the album is fire, it's fun. A lot of songs for everybody, you know what I mean? I got um, Faith Evans on here, like I told you, a couple of new artists, and then um, I'm about to do a song with Angela Winbush real soon, mm-hmm. put her on the album. I'm real old school, and that's <laughs> one of my favorite singers other than, well, female singers other than Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Um, I had to get with her and do a little something. So we've been working on that the last couple of days, getting uh, that together. The documentary was nominated for a Grammy,
2: which is uh, a huge deal. Uh, won uh, and the Producers uh, Guild Award for Best Documentary. Uh, I've also heard it's on a short list for the Academy Awards. These are, I mean, yeah, it's a shortlist, uh, obviously. But uh these are huge things for this documentary that uh, I'm pretty sure not no one expected like, it to get these type of awards or critical acclaim. Uh, how does it feel to get this recognition,
1: not just amongst hip-hop heads, but yeah. across international uh, awards base? It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, when we were doing this rap stuff or hip-hop when we were kids, I never knew it was going to be this big. I never knew it was going to be this world-riding crazy. But I, I humbly accept you know what I mean? Um, I'm glad we're appreciated at the end of the day because we definitely appreciate those who appreciate us. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um it's lovely. Um The Grammys are dope. Um, all, most award shows are pretty dope. But when you get nominated in the NAACP Image Awards, I think nominated it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that right there is one of the most important ones to me because when you get noticed nominated by your own people mm-hmm. that means a lot you know what i mean so i think that's happening tomorrow as a matter of fact so i'm keeping my fingers crossed that the movie could win mm-hmm. an award for the image awards but um you telling me about the academy awards is definitely brand new news <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited about that as well keep it coming mm-hmm. we thank you very much um i'm glad i supported the movie from day one because there was a lot of crazy stuff going on with it you know what i mean but um yeah. it turned out pretty cool yeah and then the director Michael Rappaport has been I c- I can only imagine what he's been through
2: because he's put everything into this as well too yeah. and uh you know Nas was uh, I guess not I've heard that Nas was initially the one who said people love you guys they don't know exactly what happened yeah I should do a documentary uh right. do you feel what what Nas was saying initially uh was accomplished in this documentary
1: Yeah it was and I wish he was still a part of it um not sure why he, he didn't continue being a part of it. I mean, he had his own things to deal with or whatever. But um, <clears throat> he definitely planted the seed. Michael Rappaport just happened. Well, actually, what happened was back in 2006, we had a show at the Wilton Theater. And it was a bunch of who's who's in Hollywood at the show. It was a great night. And after the show, it was a little meet and greet backstage or whatever. And like this... But it was crowded, you know, actors and actresses for Meet the Parents and all types of stuff, seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael Rappaport and Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, he, he and q were are good friends. And um, we were taking a picture together, and Rappaport just blurred it. Now, this is 06. Mm-hmm. He just blurred it out of nowhere. He, I want to do a documentary on you guys. And, you know, us playfully, we were like, do it, do it. You know what I mean? But he had very young kids at the time, so he couldn't really make that time along with his acting duties or what have you. You know what I mean? But he did mention it. Then it was like two years, for, fast forward, 2008, um, Ali Shaheed Muhammad was doing um, Rap City right before it was all over, you know, because um, when Tigger left, it was a bunch of guest hosts and guest DJs coming through to do the show, the last couple of shows. So um, Nas was the guest MC. And Ali Shaheed happened to be the guest DJ on the show. That's when Nas stepped to Ali and was like, yo, y'all should tell your story, and blah, 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 blah. So they just happened to have the same idea. You know what I mean? And then they came together, Rappaport and Nas, and it was supposed to go down. Nas couldn't continue, and then Rappaport pretty much continued. So that's how it came about. But we definitely were sweetened on the deal. Because we, we didn't really know how big And how much of a fanatic Rappaport was With the hip-hop We heard But we didn't really know how much But Nas being an artist just like us It definitely sweetened the deal for everybody So mm-hmm. if that was still able to continue Whether Nas by himself Or Nas with Rappaport It would have been really, really dope But at the end of the day It was Rappaport And to me it came out really, really hot mm-hmm. He did a good job
2: what kind of effect do you think that it had uh, on the group? This documentary uh, on everyone, like you supported it. Uh, what kind of effect do you think together? Did it make relationships worse with, between you guys? This documentary did it bring out stuff that maybe did not make
1: as good between you guys? Did it- there were a lot of things that didn't make the movie for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but um, you know when you say the word documentary, mm-hmm. it's pretty much different, totally different when you can compare when you compare it to what they call reality tv or sitcoms tv dramas things of that nature you know what i mean when you say documentary you got to keep it 100% real anti embellishment all the way through it just is what it is and um i think originally when cuz i didn't see the i was the last one to see the final cut or what have you everybody else saw their little cuts or whatever took things out maybe added some things you know when you have four different personalities and strong personalities at at that everybody's not going to agree on everything rightfully so so um it was it was a little tug of war here and there and it did affect relationships at least between me and q-tip in the beginning you know what i mean but like i said it's a documentary keep it 100 and if you don't want to keep it 100 i don't think the documentary should have been done mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day you get to laugh you get to cry and most importantly you get to laugh again you know what i'm saying and that's what i got out of the movie that's what i'm hoping everybody else can get out of the movie mm-hmm. i mean it's real it's bugged out when you're watching it with your family and Mm -hmm. your loved ones but when you're watching it at Sundance with 300 people that you don't know and you don't really know what the response is going to be Mm -hmm. it's even more crazier you know what I mean so I was able to witness that at Sundance around this time last year Silver Docks in D.C. Tribeca and then when the movie finally came out in July it it was just crazy so I was glad I was able to witness all of that and up to now with the DVD coming out and then these awards nominating us it's pretty hot, man. It, it came full circle, you know what I mean? Yeah. You said on Sundance, uh, there was a video
2: that I saw that uh tip always wants to protect the legacy of the Trap Called Quest. Obviously, you do too as well. And maybe that's the reasons why he didn't want it to come out or he didn't feel like it represented it fairly. But you're like... Look, everyone else was just laughing when they were watching it in Sundance. And people don't realize how much, uh, he doesn't realize how much people love him. And if Q-Tip saw this, he probably would have a a different opinion on that.
1: Well, I've come to learn with Q-Tip, he's a reluctant superstar. And there's nothing you can do to change that. If you've been in the industry for 22, 23 years, he's not going to change. As a 41-year-old man, almost 42, he's not going to change his ways. So you have to accept him for who he is, appreciate him for who he is. And a reluctant superstar is who he is. Now, he's at his best being a studio rat. That's his comfort zone. And I've learned to appreciate that over the years. So it is what it is. But um, it doesn't matter if he was there or not. He's still going to feel a way about certain things. Mm-hmm. You got to respect it, though, because it's him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would think that though now after all these uh,
2: critical acclaims and these awards, the Grammys and every every screening that this movie in the cities that it's been uh, it's been sold out, positive reviews that maybe his he said he's not gonna change, but maybe just a little bit he could say okay maybe I was a little bit wrong
1: or or you know what I'm yeah. sure he does say that to himself, yeah. Yeah. but at the end of the day I can't knock him because at least he's consistent. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, at least he's consistent. It's not a lot of back and forth with him in that. It's like, I'm sure he's he shows a lot of thanks and gratitude when it comes to um, being nominated for Grammys and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, it's not it's not really him. He's not going to have his chest out there all crazy with it. But when he's in the studio and he's formulating a song or making a beat, that's when the ego comes out a little bit. And I can appreciate that because if you don't tell yourself you're nice, who will? But at the end of the day, I don't think he's always comfortable with 20,000 people like We love you. But on the stage, however, that's also his comfort zone. The stage and the studio. Off of the stage, you know, meeting and greeting and signing a bunch of autographs, he might be a little discombobulated with that. He still hasn't gotten used to that. Not sure why, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know, okay. it's not
2: for everybody. You know. Um, moving on, uh, this past month, uh, Dilla, the tributes, uh, the hip-hop community loves Dilla and his contributions. I think after Dilla passed away, is when we definitely get, had a lot of more fans, gained more fans in terms of like the mainstream and everyone else knowing about Dilla. Uh, in 2012, like in. What does Dilla's m- mean to you? His contributions, his music, his influence, and
1: everything on you. You know, it's funny. Most people that pass away, like when Aaliyah first passed away, and Left Eye, and all these people, Barry White, and so forth and so on. It, it's kind of hard for me to listen to their music. But that dude, I can't help it. It's like, and I'm not trying to compare their musics, but I guess it's because I've worked with him like really, really close, it's like I can't escape it and I'm not trying to escape it, you know what I'm saying? So his music, he's been going for like six years now. His music is still, you know, I've seen T-shirts that say "Jay Dilla changed my life. That's an understatement for me, you know what I'm saying? It's like if I make a T-shirt, it will have a whole novel on it. You know what I'm saying about that guy right there? So his music is like still the standard to me in which a lot of producers happen to do their homework and things of that nature. Um, you could try to be better, but I don't think anyone's ever going to be better than Jay Dilla. I don't really see it happening. If it happens, more power to that individual. But that dude right there on a scale of 1 to 10 was always a 32 in my book. And it's amazing how quick he did the beats. You know what I mean? You'd go through, I've went through going to the guitar center with them, buying certain equipment, then going record shopping, then putting the equipment together. <clears throat> Everything may have took an hour and change, except making the beat. That took like 20 minutes, <laughs> MP, whoop, 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 sample whatever, bow, beat, done. So now it's up to you to write your lyrics and get it popping, you know what I mean? So. Yo, he's definitely the standard in which beats are made and not just hip hop, R&B beats and everything. Everything soulful that you could think of, you know what I'm saying? So um man, I miss that dude for real, man, for real. Mm-hmm. Real real humble guy too. Real down to earth and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Jarobi uh, has formed a
2: group called Evitan. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Uh oh, yeah. um sorry, I don't know.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> my best friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt.
2: It's I just recently uh, learned uh, about it as yeah, well yeah. too. Doing my research on you, uh, what do what do you think of the the music that he's coming out with uh, and him doing
1: his his own thing now? I'm, I'm I'm glad he's finally doing his own thing because he has some questions that he has to answer to the people, and I'm tired of them asking me those questions. You know what I'm saying? So now that he's doing his thing on his own or with Drez, I'm real happy about that. I'm real happy for them. You know what I'm saying? I've only heard the. Uh, the one song so far. I haven't even seen the video yet. But um occupy movement. right, yeah. right. I'm looking forward to seeing a video and things of that nature. Yeah. So um, you know, I haven't heard from him for a while. I I spoke to him maybe a month or two ago or text him a congratulations cause his team is the Giants. They just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm I'm hating on the low cause I'm a Jets fan, but you know it's all good. Um so you know, I text him to congratulate him on that, you know what I mean? Cuz I know he's real happy. He's working on a cookbook or a cooking show as well. You know what I mean? So, he knows I'm here to support him whenever he needs me, but I'm I'm leaving him alone right now, letting him do his thing. I'm doing my thing and um you know, we'll come together for some tribe some tribe business soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um you just mentioned that. Is that something that you would like to do, or
2: ma- would like to ha- make happen? Well, yeah, you know, it's not up, up to you only, obviously.
1: Yeah, when, when I say tribe business, I mean shows. Yeah. We still do shows from time to time. You know, yeah. we haven't done a show since um, 2010. We usually do shows every other year. I'm not sure why. So <laughs> we've done shows 04, 06, 08, 2010. So now that it's 2012, I'm sure phone will be ringing in a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um. So I'll see him then. We'll kick it, see what's going on, make some things happen. But um, I'm proud of him. I, w- I want to see where it goes from here. You know what I mean? A lot of things come easy to Jerobi. He's a real talented dude, and it's time for the rest of you guys to see it. The thing with Jerobi is he's so talented. He's like an octopus. He has his hands on a lot of things. So now it's time to take that one hand and plant it on one thing and knock it out the box and then move to the next. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping this is the thing as well as the cooking. Because with the cooking, I've always known him to be a genius in the kitchen. He's taught me everything that I know in the kitchen. So that's what's up. I guess that's why I'm married now. Because of the skills that I learned in the kitchen. You know what I mean? So that's what's up. Uh, what are the the things that you value the most in your life uh, at this age now? five? I have all the things that you've been through, What what is most important to you now? Good health. Trust me on that one. I mean, you... You could have all the accolades, all the money, all the cars, all the cribs, all the women you want to fraternize with, whatever it may be. But if your health ain't right, you ain't going to be right. And it's a lot of diseases that, you know, you feel good, you're chilling or whatever, and they creep up on you. Like diabetes is one of those illnesses. And it finally came and kicked my butt. It affected my kidneys. So I had to go through hell and back because of diabetes. And I'm going to be a diabetic for the rest of my life. So keeping my health intact is the most important so that's where I'm at with it right now concentrating on that more than any rhyme book any beats any of that you know yeah. what I'm saying you know what? if you don't have your
2: health you have nothing basically because <laughs> you're gonna live yeah. um, any last words do you want to say to the
1: world out there five uh, dog Cheryl's big son the anomaly coming real real soon smoking needle records is the label independent you know what I mean rhythm kids is the production team Y'all know what it is, man. We out here. We doing it big. We grinding. Something serious, something crazy. Look out for the album. It's soon come. You're done, no say. Trinidad and Tobago, New York, in the building. Bo.
0: Well, there you have it. Another edition of the Combs Show podcast. Throwback Thursdays in the bag. Hip Hop Royalty, Fife Dog. It's a great one.
2: Five, Diggy. I hope y'all enjoy these Throwback Thursdays, man. We got plenty more to come. And I'm really humbled to be sitting down with five like a legend, bro. Yeah, know, like Tribe Call Quest. Like I, you know, that's it's really dope. Um, and yeah, man, we got so much more coming. Once again, iTunes, SoundCloud. Also subscribe to our email newsletter as well too, so you don't miss out and then go straight to your email inbox as well too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, hit us up on all platforms at comeupshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Come Up Show. Uh, once again, I'm Martin Baum, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.